right, Father Jonathan, is it time for us to say Merry Christmas? Father Lugo, uh, I mean, for us right now, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as we record, we are this still... This is post-Christmas episode, pre-Christmas recorded. That's right. That's right. So as we record, we both have had Mass for the fourth Sunday of Advent? Mm, no. Not yet. <laughs> I had Mass this morning. Um, uh-huh. And I, so I, for Sunday of Advent, and I think it went really well. I, okay, so a few things happened. One, I was really excited for my homily, mostly because I just got really into what we were talking about last week. I actually listened to our episode and it got, it gave me a lot of great ideas, which I was really surprised by. Um, And uh, I ended up preaching on being surprised by God. So like all the Uh preparation that you can do uh, leading up to Christmas, like, the whole point is prepare, 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 but then get ready for God to just blow your mind, you know, to do something completely. Yeah. Anyways, I preached on that, and I posted it on YouTube. The problem is, is while I was editing it, I cut out the first minute and a half of my homily. Uh, Why'd you do that? I, I messed up in the in the editing. But here's the, the reason I'm telling you this. It turns out that the first minute and a half of my homily, I didn't need it because <laughs> I, I listened to the mm. I listened to the remnants of the of the edit of the recording, and it makes perfect sense <laughs> without. So anyway, well, there it is. <laughs> yeah, just kind of interesting, you know, turn of events. Uh, so for all those people that come in late to a homily, you don't need it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it turns out most of the homily ends up gearing up after about minute two or three. That's right. Um, That's right. But yeah, so what was left on on the YouTube's is about a four minute homily. <laughs> which, oh, but, it, oh, but it's perfect. good. It's it's really good. Um, so anyway, so we are going to be recording today for what Holy Family? So that's Holy the Family, first, first Sunday yeah. of Christmas. Well, um, before we do that, I feel like I need to make a public announcement. Okay, public service announcement is that what those are called? I think this is a public shaming. Uh, no, that's true. I so. I never doubted this. I think some people like assume that I'm not an idiot just because I'm a priest. <laughs> uh, but some of us but, know better. Yeah, that's right. I am. And, I, and I'm and i aware of this and I embrace it. Turns out I'm a big old idiot. And there is always a fourth Sunday of Advent. <laughs> that's right. I don't know what I was thinking about. Uh, I went and looked up. Even the last couple of years, it's not been on a Sunday. So, so there's that. Yeah, yeah. Disregard um, most of what I say. Yeah, I try to. I try to. <laughs> so anyway, so we have the first Sunday of Christmas tied, uh, which is Holy Family. Um, That's right. And so there I think, are a lot of options. True that. True that. So um, we can't really guarantee this will happen, but uh, I think you and I are going to try and record for Christmas. We'll see. We'll see if that happens. But Well, you've um, said it, so now we have to do it. Well, there you go. That's it. <laughs> um, we'll do a little special episode for that, even if it's not as long, just to talk Although about... Although they'll know before they listen to this if we've done it. <laughs> the one person. <laughs> that's right. Our one listener will have listened to... Yeah, that's right. So about Holy Family. So we have the Holy Family. The name of the feast is the Holy yes. Family of yes. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Yes. Um, I want to talk about that really quick. Do these readings... Talk about the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. <laughs> okay, so right off the bat, this is going to be a difficult Sunday to preach because uh, there are a lot of options, as you said. Yeah. So, like, the first reading has options, the second reading has options, the psalm has options, the Alleluia the- verse has options. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. everything has now, an option. 
to be fair, the second reading and the gospel, they have options, but they're the normal, here's the shorter version option. No, the second reading has options too. No, I know, I know. But it's it's lessened in its intensity because the fact that it's one of those options is just the short version. So you can immediately disregard it. So oh, it's only see. Colossians or Hebrews. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Um, well, good. So, okay, but right off the bat, before we get into the actual texts themselves, I just want to say one thing about the name of the feast that I think is kind of interesting. So, uh-huh. it's the Feast of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, which I think is important to just point out, because I think that most, if not all of the times that I've gone to Mass on this Sunday in my life, it's always been a homily about family life. Hmm. Like... Like Same because more. because even some of the readings right like so the first reading, father in honor of his children, mother's authority over her sons, son take care of your father when he is old. So most people then take that and run with it, and they start uh-huh. preaching on the dynamics of family life within contemporary Christian, you know, life, and yeah. so which is not a problem. I just think it's just kind of interesting because I'm not sure I've had many homilists preach on. Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. Like, that is what the homily is about. Yeah. You know, what you're saying is reminding me a lot of the way that um, that we talk about Advent. You know, yeah, it's important to, to recognize and to celebrate the coming of Jesus 2,000 years ago. But that's kind of done and done. <laughs> what we're really preparing for in our hearts is not that, because we're not time travelers. We're preparing for uh, the second coming. <laughs> Okay. The advent of Christ. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it, there's a similar thing, I think, where we've, you know, it's, yeah, we, we can overly spiritualize it and just say, oh, well, you know, this is just about family. Mm, yeah. Cool. Right. It's like, right. No, well, no, I mean, there are still things that we should be praying with and be preparing for mm-hmm. um, right. so, in the okay, Holy so- Family. So, like, like the second reading does the same thing as the first reading. So, the second reading, first option, the Colossians, it's similar. So, like, you could pair Sirach and Colossians pretty well, you know, because you have you have both Sirach and St. Paul talking about the relationship between each member of a family in general. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, so there's wives be subordinate to your husbands. There's husbands love your wives. Children obey your parents. Like, that picks up right from Sirach. So, you could, yeah. you could design your homily around pairing Sirach with Colossians and then talking about family dynamics. Like, that could be it. Or it seems like you could go the Genesis route paired with Hebrews. Uh-huh. And Where we're more focused on the covenant. <clears throat> well, you're more... Exactly. So, like, it seems like we have two options here. You have Sirach and Colossians talking about family dynamics, uh-huh. or you can pair Genesis and Hebrews and talk about God's holy family the people of God in the covenant with Abraham. Um, Mm. Yeah, I like that. So, yeah, so you can go either direction. So what this Sunday is trying to get at, but but actually, frankly, both of those don't really get at the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, Joseph, where the gospel does. So maybe, here's my first stab at it, what if our two... Here's our first two options. Our options are, what if it's Sirach and Colossians, family dynamics, or Genesis and Hebrews, covenantal reality family of god where those two things meet is in mary jesus and joseph Hmm. Mm. yeah you know it's there's an interesting parallel there with um let me see if i can 
make this make any kind of sense. <laughs> uh, so Jesus is the fulfillment of the covenant, is the fulfillment of the law. Okay. Okay. Like that's not disputed and that's pretty clear. <laughs> I think uh, some some would dispute it, but... We uh, well, well. Uh, <laughs> but what we've got in the Holy Family, perhaps, is that fulfillment, that kind of... Um, uh, what we see in that perfect relation in in the Trinity itself, like we've been given a share in that relation by the, through the incarnation, through the person of Jesus Christ. Um, but just like the Holy Trinity is not just um, one person, but three persons and one God, uh, all in perfect relationship, now we're seeing how that divine relation has been bridged with our human relationships and our through the through the family right, right right and now and now uh jesus mary and joseph are i don't know are they exemplifying that are they just living that out are they being because i don't want to i also don't want to say they're just kind of going through the motions to give us you know a, mm-hmm. a, a pattern like i don't think that's the case either right Especially, like, I, I struggle a little bit with the the Holy Family, the, sort of the icon of the Holy Family, just because I don't really know St. Joseph that well. So, like, I don't have... Yeah, well, str- this is the year of St. Joseph, so this is your chance. Yeah, so, like, to get I, just to don't, know him. I just don't have a strong devotion to him because we don't know a lot about him. And so it's it's difficult to say, to your point, like, is the family, is the Holy Family an icon for Christian families? Well, if that's the case, then what are fathers... To put like what what image Righteous. do they have of fatherhood? Righteousness. That he was a just man. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> so that's good. I mean, well, that's good. I mean that that's it's small, but I don't think it's insignificant. I think there's a lot to be gleaned from that. What does it mean to be a just man? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what does it mean to be a just father? <laughs> like I think these all. I think these do work on each other. You know, yeah. there there is a sense of taking up that mantle of Abraham, you know, mm. of of guiding, of becoming the patriarch. Yeah. Um, but not in a tyrannical way, in, sure. in a just sure, way. Sure, sure, sure. So, like, there's something to be said about, like, how the the universal covenantal relationship with God is is concretized within this particular family and all particular families, most notably, like, the... The family of God in the church, but instantiated in the domestic church, you know, with husbands, wives, and their children. Um, you know, this just came to me. I don't know if this is right, so I'm just going to go out and say it. I'm sure somebody else has written about it. I've never thought before in my own life of Joseph being the new Abraham. Um, say more. I've never heard of that. Go for it. What do you got? Well, I mean, just as God, I mean, we see this in our first reading, the second option with Genesis, like God is giving, giving him that covenant that just as the, as the stars in the sky are numerous, so will your children be. Mm-hmm. And now Joseph is not, I mean, he's not going to have his own child through Jesus um, with, with uh, anyway, um, but through this new reality, he's going to become, in a sense, the foster father. Um, mm-hmm. of the one who is, <laughs> of the one who is. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, uh, And so yeah. there's a similar kind of preparation, it seems like, 
that God has given to both Abraham and to and to Joseph. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I I'm okay with that. Um, I mean, yeah, I I just I have a hard time with those kinds of ideas just because. I, like it, I'm trying to get it off the ground more than just like a one line conclusion of like right yeah yeah like, that would be a cool footnote <laughs> yeah exactly like it's a great footnote or even like like Joseph being just is not a footnote obviously but like we really would need to do good work to figure out how to turn that into a a compelling homily like I I mean I don't know it just doesn't yeah. grab well, me I mean well yet well well consider consider if you will. Uh, again, the feast. This is the the holy family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Mm-hmm. So, is that is that big enough to be an entire homily? Absolutely not. Right. Is right. it the th- a third part <laughs> of what it means to be, um, what the holy family means? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. 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 Here's a. Okay. I, I have a thing. I have a thing. <laughs> um, do we get anything in this reading about Joseph? <sighs> So, in the gospel, I don't think so. We've got we, Simeon and Anna. Right, right. They took him up to Jerusalem. So, so there's okay. a there's a joint effort on Mary and Joseph. Mm-hmm. So the reason the reason I'm mentioning the 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 Joseph thing is that you could build a homily around this. Is that now this gospel doesn't say it, but it's in another gospel. We had it at a daily mass the other day, where Joseph is a just man. Right, what you said. So. One one thing is justice. Okay. Mary, maybe icon of grace, you know, full of grace. I don't know. Pick a thing. Pick a virtue or whatever for Mary. <laughs> um, uh-huh. You know, humility. I'm the handmaid of the Lord. Um, and then here with Jesus, you know, he grew in wisdom. So it's like wisdom, humility, and justice. Like, let's take those three elements. Um, and the Alleluia verse let the peace of Christ control your hearts. So like how like those three things in harmony, when justice, wisdom, and humility are in harmony, there's harmony. peace. Or yeah, something. I like that. I, I don't like know. That. Like how could you build a homily around that kind of idea where these well, three emblematic figures of these three virtues can live in peace and harmony, and that's an icon for how God wants us to live? You know, I think I didn't listen to last year's episode, but... I I really remember us talking about this last part of the gospel. Uh, the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Like he's developing, he's learning, he's growing. Yeah. And and I think we we probably, if we didn't, we should have made the point that that only can happen uh, in a uh, in a in a in a family in a in a well balanced mm-hmm. to to go back to your this idea of harmony like. You need to be in the presence of virtue to learn virtue. Right. Like, it's not just something that, I mean, okay, maybe Jesus just had it, okay, because he's God. <laughs> but the rest of us don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, and so I guess the whole point there is that if Jesus is going to grow and become strong, filled with wisdom, like the family is the, that's the space where that can happen. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, especially outside, I would say, of catholic um teaching and preaching and understanding like in the pro a lot of the protestant churches really minimize mary and joseph it -hmm. seems like Mm -hmm. um which is interesting because you know they tend to be very big on family life yeah 
Um, and so it's, it's interesting that we, we want to focus so much of our, of our virtue, of our ethic, of, you know, all of these other things just solely on that person of Christ. And I mean, don't get me wrong, again, God. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But like there's something, I, I, you know, if God is going to work in an incarnational way, then, then we've got to give something to, uh, to the creation. Right, right. Uh, okay. Does that make so- sense? That was kind of rambly. Yeah, it was, but it's okay. I <laughs> so I want to switch gears really quick, just for the sake of time. Uh, <laughs> I I think here's another completely random idea um, that could be useful. That could be useful. Um, so how about Anna and Simeon? Uh huh. What about them? Metal. Um, I think there's something really cool here. If you want to preach on, like for me, one of the things I preached on today was on God surprising his people with newness and with things unexpected and us preparing for things as we want them to be. And man, is Simeon and Anna not a great example of like, (laughs) like waiting and waiting and preparing and preparing. And then something unexpected happens. A carpenter from Nazareth shows up with... This baby, and this is the one that they recognize to be the son mm. of God, you yeah. know. And so, the prophetess Anna in the temple and Simeon in the temple, like they're receiving the, the the child from this guy from backwater Nazareth and this young girl from Nazareth, and all of a sudden, they are faced with the incarnate Lord, you know, but in a completely unexpected way. So, how are they icons for us of what we've been kind of talking about the last couple of weeks of how you prepare and prepare, and there's something new. And Simeon and Anna are also kind of symbols for the Old Testament, right? That, right. You know, the waiting and waiting and growing old waiting. And there's a reason, you know. And then something new comes, and so like he even says, Simeon is awaiting the consolation of Israel. So I don't know. I think that you could do something there with those two figures of being open to newness um, as it comes, you know. Um, I don't know how that would relate to family, though. Well, um, yeah, that's that may be a bit more of a stretch. You know, I can, just to be kind of anecdotal about it, this is what I, you know, we've kind of lost this in recent years, but like the aunties and the uncles that aren't really related to you, but just are very good friends. Oh, yeah. I got some of those. Uh, yeah, like that's, that. I, I don't know. I could see this being kind of a, biblical foundation for expanding expanding in a sense expanding the holy family um to include include those people that are that are there that mean a lot that you know etc right you know so that's I'm, i'm glad that you pointed this out because like i'm thinking of some of these figures in my life that are friends with my parents like they were the ones that were waiting for many yeah, years right? Right? for my ordination, you know? Like, right. <laughs> um, that's a really good point. And they're very much part of my family. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think there's a interesting, oh, here we go. I mean, you know, we talked a little bit about this at the beginning, but you know, what is not just what is the Holy family, but what is a family? Yeah. You know, because, because the Holy family kind of throws that, throws that into its into you know what we consider that right on its head like this is not joseph's blood child <laughs> you know mm-hmm. uh so there's uh, yeah 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 yeah. i'm gonna stop rambling there but like what does that even mean like some of these people become truly 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 family yeah. without being blood related dude this is this is good so like i think 
I think a lot of times we try to take like the cosmic like uh, uh, covenantal view of family with God and all that and try to like distill that down into what we can learn about how we should live in our families. But I think the reverse is also useful. Like, like how do you, what is family? And like these people who are not blood related <laughs> yeah. to me, like yeah. how do I relate to them as family and not treat them like strangers, you know? Right. Boom. Ooh, that is that up. it? I think that might be it. That might be it. <laughs> well, that's my right. parting thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On that how note. How about you? Let's stop. Stop while we're on top. <laughs> All right, buddy. Till next time. Peace.